Welcome to Third Chances, a talk show where we like to hear from people who devoted their life to health, fitness and wellness. Medical professionals, health coaches and all the others who help us every day to cure our body, mind or soul. Those who always look for more natural, holistic ways to help even more people to live a happier and healthier life. Those who don't like to give up easily and settle on you or themselves. It is never too late or too soon. I always believe that every one of us deserves not just a second chance, but as many as we need. I'm Vera, your host. Who better than a master of reinvention with an accent to guide you through it, right? Just like they say, you are not a tree, so move. And God knows I have done just that in my own life many, many times. If you are not completely happy with the direction your life is going, this show may help you get the courage to change what is needed, find a new path and take charge. So come on over, pour yourself a glass of wine and spend some time with us. Let's laugh and cry together and get inspired by people just like you and me who overcame their own doubts and took a leap of faith to reinvent their life on their own terms. I hope and pray that we help you on that journey. And if you feel so compelled and inspired, please let us know. Don't be shy. Who knows? You may just be our next featured guest with another inspiring success story. So here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Third Chances, the podcast where we talk to people that turn their own health around and now they are in business of helping others to prevent, heal or take care of their own wellness uh, and what a better guest than Mitch Webb that we just recently met on LinkedIn and I was following his postings and I was really, really impressed with his knowledge and then I learned about who he is and you have to listen to that resume. He's a former sales executive turned integrated health coach. Mitch Webb discovered his passion for health and wellness after battling Lyme disease, multiple TBIs, pre-diabetes, hormone imbalance, weight loss resistance, mold, and heavy metal toxicity. Imagine that. After visiting multiple doctors and not getting any answers, Mitch dove into the last research, guinea pig himself, and adopted a lifestyle that allowed him to heal himself and return to health. After overcoming these chronic conditions, it's Mitch's passion now to help executives who are sick, tired, and overweight to get their life back so they can look, feel, and perform their best. Mitch works one-on-one with clients and creates customized plans for each individual that focus on optimizing mindset, movement, nutrition, and lifestyle choices so that they can live the life they deserve. Who better to work with than Mitch? And you can learn more about it on Mitch at www.mitchweb.com and we will post all the links below the podcast for you to be able to get in touch with him but enough about enough about me reading and I just want to welcome you Mitch to our podcast where are we calling from where are you these days Vera, thank you so much for the introduction, and uh, thank you for having me on the podcast. I am calling from Apex, North Carolina, so that is uh, right below below Raleigh, North Carolina. Nice. Is this is there snow now? I guess not, right? No, but it's dark enough outside. We've actually had thunderstorms today, and I think the the high is about forty. And I know that tomorrow, the next couple of days, is going to be getting down to the twenties, and the wind is going to kick up to like 30 or 40. So the wind chill is in the teens or something like that. So I'm uh, we're, we're bundling up and getting the fireplace going. I heard some news that we will be even experiencing some cold stuff in Florida, which is not so usual, but we are a few days before Christmas. We had some issues with scheduling both sides. We screwed up royally on my part, but I'm glad we finally made it together. And I'm really, really, really curious to to learn about your journey because that's some stuff you were dealing with how long ago is that uh yeah and and thank you so much for the opportunity to share um gosh 
It started probably probably 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to do you want me to tell? You mean kind of go into yeah, it? Yeah, please, please go go into it right into it because you have you have battled quite a few problems, and it seems like you were trying to take care of it, but there was no clear answer to from Western medicine. It's yeah, exactly. And you know, I'm not here to 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 talk down on Western medicine. You know, it, it definitely in, in certain instances it saved my life. Um, but yeah, when it came to healing the root cause, which I'm a big fan of <clears throat> when I'm working with clients, um we were more using band-aids and plugging holes, which you know, it's just treating symptoms instead of going to the root. So yeah, I mean, 15 years ago, I was 20 years old, 16 years ago, I was 20 years old, and I was traveling in Europe, I was in Germany, I fell out of a second story window, I hit my head, I had a, a TBI, um, shortly after that, I started suffering from panic attacks, um, I developed autoimmune disease, uh, psoriasis all over my body, which is very common after trauma, hmm. and um, I, I quit sleeping, so I had insomnia, and I uh, was placed on, you know, all kinds of medications and, you know, went through that. that it certainly helped, but I didn't understand the side effects yeah. um, later on. And I'm just going to kind of go through each point. So if you want to stop me or go deeper. No, into no, 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 no. I really want to know. This is this, yeah. is this is impressive. Yeah, it's a lot. So um, then I, um, I, I, I graduated college and I went to work for my family business. Um, you know, that was stressful as well. Um, I was successful. I worked there for, you know, for seven years in sales. Um, over that time, I moved into a house that had black mold in it yeah. and um, started to develop symptoms of, of mold toxicity, uh, which are, you know, brain fog and joint pain and memory loss. Um, <clears throat> and uh, the, the insomnia got even worse. I, uh, I also developed Lyme disease. And so Lyme, people always ask me, you know, was it a tick bite? Well, if you can hear my accent, um, I, 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 lived in the, I lived in the country. I lived in the woods. I got bit right. by ticks right. all the time. And yeah. so it wasn't necessarily a bite. It was, it was that my body being in that environment, it lowered my immune system. And yeah. Lyme is an opportunistic pathogen. And so in that environment, it, it, it came out. And it's opportunity to show up. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And Lyme and mold are very simple, similar. So yeah, it was a lot of anxiety for me, a lot of uh, insomnia and brain fog and joint pain. And I would get lost uh, driving to work that I grew up in my hometown. I didn't know where I was. Um, there's did you know at that time, did you know that the mold was to be blamed? No, I didn't. Um, I was lucky enough to go to a, a functional medicine doctor, which now I, I partner with a lot of functional medicine, because if you're not familiar with it, it's really getting to the root of, of what's going on. So when I'm working with clients and they're not getting better with, you know, nutrition and exercise and lifestyle change, I know there's a, a deeper issue, you know, something upstream. Um, like, for example, last year I had a guy I was working with and needed to lose 100 pounds and he, after about six months, like he was really kicking butt, but I could see that his blood sugar was really high. Um, but he wasn't ready to go see a doctor. There was some trust issues there. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, eventually had to have the conversation of, Hey, you're doing so many things, right. I can't diet and exercise you out of a chronic health condition. We need some help. So I, I partnered with functional medicine. And I was so thankful to go see them because immediately you know, I went there because I thought I had a drug problem. I, um, I was taking a lot of uh, benzos like clodopin and Xanax to help me sleep. Hmm. And I got to a place where they weren't working anymore. And that really scared me. I was, yeah. I was nervous about my future. And so Especially I happened in that to be, age, you were very young to deal with something like that. Yeah, I was, you know, I was like 23 to 25 years old, you know, so I uh, happened to be in a really healthy community of people. And I had a health coach and, um, you know, he pointed me in that direction because what I even said, you know, what it sounds like is you've got Lyme disease. And I didn't even know what that was then. Hmm. So I went in and, and I said, hey, I got this drug problem. I need help getting off these medicines. I'm, I don't want to be on them anymore. And it's scaring me because they're not working anymore. And some were prescribed and some I was taking from, from people I could get them from. 
But um, luckily, they sat down with me for three or four hours and said, hey, listen, Mitch, we don't think you got a drug problem here. We think there's a deeper issue here. Now, I stayed in that house for an additional year before we found the mold. Um, But it's interesting because I had an at-home mold test that I got from listening to Dave Asprey. He's the, the guy that does Bulletproof Coffee. Yeah. And they did a free mold test. Well, I did that at home. I literally was leaving the doctor's office one day and uh, heard him advertising. So I said, what the hell? They've been telling me I have mold, but I just didn't agree with that because the house was nice. You know, it was older, but it was nice and we were renting it. And so it wasn't like I could just, you know, dive into it. So we did the test and we saw that there was more mold uh, inside the house than there was outside the house. And that usually at that point the mold, uh, you know, and so we moved out they and i'm doing air quotes here they renovated it okay they did not renovate it they just moved us out and so when i got i I felt better while i was away we were staying in a hotel i moved back and my symptoms call came back lots of anxiety i couldn't sleep i just felt like brain fog all these things couldn't make a decision you know didn't know my name basically after after lunchtime every day but one day i was moving some furniture and some some water shot out of the floor and I was like what the hell is that wow I dug into it and I ripped up all this black there were seven layers of linoleum flooring they just stacked on top of each other and I found the black mold at the bottom which is the bad kind um Clemson University said it's one of the worst cases of black mold they had seen it was under where I was sleeping it was all in the kitchen oh my god and um that's when, when we got out of there I got a lot better um, I would say at the same time, um, you know, I'm going to this Lyme doctor and, um, they kind of messed me up too, because I had heavy metals, I had heavy metal toxicity and they did detox incorrectly. So they didn't give me proper binders that would remove the toxin. And so when they broke it up with this, what's called IV chelation, it just went further into my tissues in my brain and caused even more issues. So I got the lime, I got the mold, I got the heavy metal stuff going on. I um, I got lucky enough to meet with this doctor at the time who was a, a top detox specialist in the country. His name is Dr. Dan Pompa, mm-hmm. and uh, he saved my life. He helped me detox from the lime. He helped me detox the heavy metals. And at the same time, you know, I'm... I'm I dove into everything. I uh, Like I said, a guinea pig in myself. I was trying every supplement and every protocol like from uh cryotherapy and infrared saunas to you know flotation tanks and all these different things and um i saw that people around me weren't getting better and i was and so i wanted to help um i started asking them hey what's going on what are you feeling what are your symptoms like and so we i said hey let's keep in touch let's just you know let's let's support each other and ultimately that's kind of where the 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 health coaching comes so i i wasn't very happy working in the corporate world. It was very stressful. I didn't like it. I wanted to leave, but I, you know, I didn't, I didn't know what to do. It was, I was making a good bit of money. I was 25 years old. I, I kind of like, I had the, felt like I had a perfect life. I felt like guilty for complaining, but I met a, um, a chiropractor that was helping people and working with people. And I just, I love this guy. And he understood a lot of the stuff that I was working on and the things that had benefited me, like things that are sexy now, like ketogenic diets and fasting yeah. Yeah, all the chelation and the supplements. And I know you're a fan of ASEA. He, we were doing the ASEA stuff and he, um, you know, I, I share like, Hey, I, I love what you do. I love that you help people. I want to, I want to do something similar, but I don't, I don't know where to start. Like in this health and wellness in, in industry Yeah, said, man, you're a health coach. And so uh, I, uh, all I needed to hear was an opportunity and I left my business, uh, my family business. And, uh, started coaching. I got my certification through uh, primal health coaching and uh, you know, the rest is, I mean, it's, I started doing a lot of this coaching. It was awesome. And uh, you, you would think that the story ends there, but it, it turns a corner here. Um, we were like, we were in a small town and you know, the doctors and people, I like partnering with doctors because uh, you know, it's just a good team environment yeah. and I can utilize them when, 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 when I need it, right. When there's a deeper issue and it's just blood work and all that stuff. And I stay in my lane and do my thing. So we moved to a bigger city. We moved to Durham. It's right below Raleigh as well. About a month after living there, I got hit by a dump truck in a car. So I had another really bad car accident. 
I, um, you know, I don't, if you saw the car, you wouldn't believe that I lived. Um, my dog was with me. She passed away in it. And, um, I was left with, you know, post-concussion syndrome for about a year. Now that looks like, um, not sleeping at all. I, I couldn't exercise more than I couldn't walk more than 15 minutes without getting really bad fatigue. I mean, it's three years later and I'm just starting to do yoga and, and body weight training. And hmm. I mean, to paint a picture, um, just yesterday, I worked out for about an hour with body weights and I couldn't sleep last night because it was so, it was too much for my body. So, wow. you know, I, I'm learning that I need to, you know, incrementally challenge myself. And, um, so that happened. Yeah. So then I had the, uh, the post-concussion stuff. I really started to heal myself with Joe Dispenza meditations and visualization. And you know, I was meditating for two hours a day and doing all these things and everything that I learned nutritionally. And um, then I got COVID before anybody else knew what it was. Okay. So I don't think I share. <laughs> poor body couldn't recover fast enough. Uh, yeah. As soon as I got a little bit better from, from the head injury, I, I got COVID, but nobody knew what it was back then. And so it was a tough two weeks, but it stuck around. And so I didn't, it took me a year to get over it. I had fatigue. It trashed my hormones, my gut. I lost 30 or 40 pounds. I, um, I had so much anxiety. I couldn't sleep at nighttime. And uh, a lot of things happened from there. They, they put me on testosterone. They put me on thyroid. They gave me too much of both of those more insomnia, more just hell on earth. And uh, with hormone swinging, anybody out there that's experienced, I mean, I know what it's like to be in menopause. I feel like a hot, yeah. hot flashes and fatigue up and down and, you know, just hyperactivity and you name it. Yeah. So I, I got that under control. I figured out the dose of thyroid that I needed. I got to a good dose of testosterone. I got my energy back. I got COVID again. And I had the long haul stuff that lasted for, you know, six to nine months again. And um, after that, you know, I, I really dove into working on trauma, uh, working with a, an energy healer to, to really work on the emotions and the, the mindset and all the things that were in my mind, really holding me back and really causing my body to have a tough time with these different you know, traumatic events that I'd had. I mean, I didn't mention that my, my brother, he, he took his own life. There's, there, there's a lot of trauma. Sorry. And I'm learning now that I, as a man, we, we push that stuff down and we don't right. deal with it. And, and that stuff sits in our body and it takes right. up energy yeah. and we get sick. Yeah. And so it wasn't that, you know, my body had been through a lot. There's no doubting that, but I also wasn't addressing the trauma. And through right. that journey, um, I got a lot better. I even got COVID again uh, this past April. It wasn't that bad this time. And I will say now, um, you know, for, for the first time in 16 years, I feel like myself again. Um, oh, and, and because, <laughs> that's really, that's really something. I didn't even know 10% of all of this. Wow. That's, that's something to break a man down for sure. How was yeah. your nutrition at that time? Did you know enough about nutrition to give your body what it needed oh i didn't mention i had diabetes so i had uh diabetes i had pre-diabetes my doctor and i go back and forth and we're not sure i would never had insulin i was never diagnosed or anything like that but i had fat non-alcoholic fatty liver probably because of my partying lifestyle in college uh, i think I had, my diet was like hot wings and beer back then but um yeah i had i had diabetes um and so what was the question? The question was, what was my nutrition? Yeah, when you were yeah, going so, through the COVID stuff and everything, but you, how were you eating? So I'm real big on what I call diet variation. So moving out of different eating strategies based on where you're at. And that's what I do with my clients. Mm -hmm. It's all very individual. And so when I had diabetes, you know, what really helped me then was reducing the carbohydrates, um, doing some long-term fasting. So I was doing three and five day water fast. And after uh, a couple of those, my body, my blood sugar started going down. Uh, I started making ketones and burning fat for energy, but here's the kicker. I, I'm a type a person, right? And I, I take everything to the extreme because I really wanted to get better. And I, and if, you know, if one thing's, excuse me, good for you, then I'm going to do more of it. 
And so I did too much of that. And uh, that's why I needed thyroid medication. So I, um, I, I just recently got off of thyroid medication because I started eating more carbs, probably about, I don't know, eight to 12 weeks ago. Uh, as soon as I started eating more carbs, about two weeks later, I couldn't take the thyroid medicine anymore. And so that's to say that, and that was such a great lesson to me um, because it's just another feather in my cap or tool in the tool belt. You know, you got to know how and, and what to eat and that changes all the time. And so it's really assessing where you at, where you're trying to go. Um, you know, what are the, the symptoms or, or obstacles or issues that we're dealing with and how do we treat those with diet? And, you know, it's, it's changed so much all the time. And I, and I think that's the, the lesson. I mean, doesn't mean that I'll be eating like the way that I do now for, you know, the rest of my life. I, I'll, I'll, you know, change things up in a little bit. Right now it's working. I do believe in variety myself. I'm, I'm always looking at extreme dieting with cautious because first of all, people don't stick to it long enough. And I don't believe that eliminating something completely from your diet long-term is a good for, you know, for us because we, we have to have a variety of stuff. And yeah. I'm, I'm same page with you that top, like you need to test for your own body type and for the issues that you're facing for sure. Yeah. So but now, all this oh. experience, it's it gives you huge perspective on, you know, when you're dealing with clients and they may not even have an idea that they may be dealing with certain issues underneath what they think the problem is. Right. Oh, yeah. They usually come to me and the presenting problem is, wait, I've got to lose weight or I have no energy or I don't feel good. And uh, that's the presenting problem, you know, uh, and they typically have some sort of mental or emotional block uh, that we need to work through that, you know, I don't deserve this. I can't do this. Not possible for me. I, it's not time. safe to X, Y, Z. I can't forgive. Um whatever that is. And then when we start to do this work and we get past that, it really, I look at it like, like stress, right? Like how much stress can your body handle? And, and so someone that's, you know, in a, a, a compromised metabolic state, which would be like diabetes. Okay. So somebody's got diabetes and they're sitting at a desk all day long and they're not moving. Well, that person is probably a good, a great candidate for someone to add some stress through the diet, right? And say, hey, let's let's reduce your carbs. And you nailed it in the short term, okay? So like for maybe eight to 12 weeks, let's see how you do. Maybe let's throw in some fasting. Let's let's push the body. But like now, once you've, once you've corrected that and the body can, can heal, and I'm a, you know, walking testament of that, once you've corrected it, now, okay, you know, let's give your body some, some good carbohydrates. And and let's learn how to how to move in and out of different strategies. And if you're exercising, like you need these things. And so it's really saying, how much stress am I applying to my body? Am I moving? Am I am I do I sleeping well? Do I have stress or anxiety? Do I have a chronic disease state? Like what what stress can I add? And sometimes that's for me now, I don't stress myself through the diet anymore. I stress myself through exercise and you know, getting hot, getting the sauna or you know, getting cold, yeah. um, getting outside in nature, you know, and so it's, it's all about, it's all about energy balance. And it's all about the individual and, and meeting them where they're at. Do you work with both men and women? I do. I work with, with how they approach this healing journey process, because I, I would guess, and I don't want to sound gener generalistic, but I would guess men had a little more problem to open up that they may have a mindset issue or there is something underneath the obvious problem because that they may not want to go deep enough sometimes. Yeah, I was just having this. So I'm getting my website done, redone right now. So if anybody goes and I don't know when this podcast is coming out, but it's, it's at Christmas time and it's going to be changing soon. So if you go on there now, it says I work with women and I'm, I'm in the process of working on my positioning and my niche. Mm -hmm. So I, I got into this and I didn't really think like a business. I was just excited to be out of the corporate world and I wanted to help everybody. Right. Okay. So when I first started, yeah, I was working with more women and uh, I like working with women. Um, and just like you said, they're, they're willing to open up more and, yeah. and uh, you know, talk about feelings. And I'm a big believer in that. I mean, you got to feel it to heal it. And uh, you know, they had a lot of, at that time, there's a lot of hormone imbalance and weight loss resistance and 
those are the clients I work with. And since then I've worked with more men, um, that are, you know, tired and sick and overweight and, um, they want to look, feel and perform their best. But, uh, I, I work with both for sure. You know, I think I'll be targeting more men going forward as my ideal client, but I'm certainly open to working with women. Women are different because they have menstrual cycles and, uh, you know, their hormones change throughout the, the month. And, you know, and that's a big, a biggie for me, because if you're not, if you don't understand that as a male and you're treating a woman like a male, uh, you can really hurt her, you know, like you can say, Hey, like when a woman goes into her, uh, right before a period starts, uh, luteal phase of her hormones needs more carbohydrates. It's usually craving, uh, more food and tend to beat themselves up and, and try to, uh, suppress those feelings and emotions. And that's the body asking for nutrition to, to yeah. build these progesterone and other hormones that, that ladies need. And, and so like, if I took a, a woman and I dieted her and, and we did keto and fasting and those kind of things, well, that's where you see women's hair start to fall out and they start to lose their menstrual cycle. And, um, you know, it's just a different, it's just a different, and luckily I've been around a lot of really good mentors that and doctors that uh really helped me understand that and uh and helped me be more open-minded when it came to working with with men and women but yeah i mean i would say i tend to work more with men but i certainly can work with women as well but it, it seems like you are concentrating on a weight loss and whatever comes with it because it's related to obviously some health issues and stress issue and everything else but, yeah. but with, yeah. the, with your experience, it's it's going to be much more bigger approach to everything that's going on underneath because you have seen things. Yeah, it's a holistic approach. Like I always tell them uh, weight loss is a side effect of what we do. Yeah. You know, it's um, that may be why you come to me. And yeah, I'm going to help you with weight loss. But it's because we address the mindset, the mental, emotional stuff, the wide variety of nutritional strategies and you know, getting processed food out of the diet and, and eating more whole foods and, you know, just just eating in the way that nature intended, the way that our ancestors have for hundreds of thousands of years. And I mean, believe it or not, you do that. And, and guess what? You, you, you lose weight. You start moving your body more. You start sleeping better, managing stress and, you know, getting some of these, I call it uh, baggage from the past, the, the emotions and the, the trauma, like I described for me, like working on that, when you free up that kind of energy, man, you got a lot more energy to create a life that you yeah. want. Our body is such a miraculous machine that can correct so many wrongdoings on its own. When it gets the right tools, it's it's really still amazing to me. Oh, it's an amazing healing machine. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant computer. <laughs> so what would you say when you, when you start with someone? How, what can somebody who is considering working with somebody like you what can they expect? What, how do you have a process that you go through? What, what they can prepare themselves for? Um, yeah, I mean, we just hop on a call and, you know, I give free consults. I, I told you anybody that uh, any of your listeners that are interested, uh, free 30 minutes, they can reach out and chat with me and see, you know, I'm trying to figure out two things. Do we like each other? You know, do we both agree that we like each other and we can work together? Okay. After that, uh, do both of us agree that I can, I can help you. So I can't help everyone. I'm not going to act like I can. And so if we get on the call and if there's an obstacle or an issue that someone's dealing with, whether that be, you know, weight loss or, or, or stress or energy, or, you know, maybe there's a diagnosis or, um, you know, an eating habit or disorder, whatever that may be, you know, we're going to talk about it and see, is that something that I can help? And then from there, um, we go, I have a, a two-step call process and my second call is really just diving into what you're wanting to achieve and why, and potentially what's holding you back. And, you know, if, if I think you're, we're a good fit, we think we're a good fit. I think I can help you with some of these things. Um, then I'm going to make an offer. And, and, and then from there, we, based on the conversation and, and what they've told me, we design an individual plan. So, I always say there's a million ways to get up the mountain. You know, nobody, no one person I work with uh, looks the same as the other. So that's why it's hard to kind of describe it. But maybe we start on on mindset or look at some of the emotions or some of the trauma, or maybe we just need to get you some wins and some in the weight loss category. And um, 
like for example, last year I had a guy who, uh, you know, when he came to me, he told me, Hey, I've lost a lot. I've tried all the different diets and I've lost it and gained it a lot many times. Yeah. And so for me, I knew he's got the willingness, he's got determination, but there's something that's going on that's keeping him from creating a a lifestyle, a sustainable lifestyle. And so he did really good for the first, and he wanted weight loss. So that's where we focus. I I mean, it's, I always say it's, it's, it's your program. It's not mine. And so you're guiding the way based on the way your, your symptoms and what's going on and what you want. That's what we go. And so for about three months, did really good, lost 20 pounds. And then he started to, uh, you know, fall back into old habits. And, you know, it started with, you know, a little dessert or, or whatever, which I'm not against desserts, but we had a plan to, to stick to. And he started to go against that plan. And so after a little bit, he starts gaining some weight back. And I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? He's, he's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm doing this and doing that. And I was like, okay, well, you told me that you had this pattern of back and forth. Is this something that you recognize before. He's like, yeah, man, every time I go to get healthy after about six months, I, I, I shit the bed and I go backwards. Right. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, let's dive into that. And um, that's where the mindset works. We're working with a subconscious mind to see what's going on for them behind the scenes. What are the beliefs and uh, limiting beliefs that are, that are holding them back. And so we did an exercise together and, and he uh, realized that when he was a kid, um, he was he was hospitalized for a um, an asthma attack and was kind of locked in a plastic box. And after that, was told that you know because he's got asthma, not to not to compete in sports, and that that wasn't good for him. That you know he could have another asthma attack, and ultimately led to the fear of going you know going back to the hospital. <clears throat> and so there's a there's a learning there. The subconscious mind is there to protect you. Um, is there to take experiences and turn them into beliefs, um, limiting beliefs, even that it doesn't have to be good or bad. It's just a belief and it may be inappropriate. And so um, when we dug into that belief, the belief was it's not safe to be healthy. Hmm. And so every time that he got healthy, he sabotaged himself because right. the belief was that that's not something that he should do. And so when we worked through that and we released that belief and we, we, created a new one he he had no problem after that you know he just kept going and lost the weight and, and did fantastic that's that's fantastic because you go much deeper than most people would even consider going because the, you got to pull out the root to pull yeah, out the weed yeah. you know, the, the weed at the root is a lot deeper yeah for sure yeah, yeah that's amazing that's very congratulations on that that's that's I'm amazed with that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, have, I have spoken with some coaches and they would just leave it at that, you know, like, well, you're sabotaging yourself and you know, it, that's amazing. What would, you, what would you say, what is the most uh, uh, average time that you work with someone? I know everybody's different case, but is there some? Um, I, I say usually a six month minimum and I really like a year. It, it's, and my goal is to teach you a lifestyle and to teach you how to do all these things. Um, you know, the, the mindset, the nutrition, the, the lifestyle and, and, and teach you a process that you can implement after we're done. I don't want to work with people for, you know, really long periods of time. Like I didn't do my job if they're not empowered to create and, and take life into their own hands, but it, it change takes time. You know, the first couple of months, we're just getting to know each other. Like I am all feel. I'm very kinesthetic. I'm very intuitive. And I, I, I learn. we create a relationship and we, you know, we're in such communication. We become, I come become friends with all of my clients and yeah. I get to know them on a level uh, that we're able to freely and openly communicate with each other um, and make it's, it's, a, it's a decisions that we make together. Um, but yeah, it, that takes minimum of six months. It depends, you know, um, like I said, a lot of people come to me for weight loss. If there's a hundred pounds, like that's going to take more than a year. That's like a yeah. two year thing, maybe even three years, you know, but and just like my journey, I lost 70 pounds. I never mentioned that either, but um, I never got into it to lose weight. I got into it to be healthier and reverse these diagnoses that I had. And Which is the actually a better reason for it than just wanting to lose weight because that keeps you grounded more. 
And that's why I, my clients have to have a strong why. Like, I want to lose 20 pounds. Like, great. Who doesn't? But like, mm-hmm. why do you want to do it? I want to be a better, better father, a better husband. I want to perform better at work. I want to reverse this diagnosis. I want to be there for my kids or my grandkids. Or, you know, that's a strong why. And that's, right. that's what it's going to take is to do this work. Because, you know, digging into some of these old wounds can be painful. But you got to have something even more painful motivating you the fear or the, you know, the doubt or the lack of whatever it is, you got to want to change. And when we change, nothing changes until we change. Right. And when we do things differently, we get different outcomes. And so when we focus on, and I would say this too, like focusing on the end result is going to lead to burnout and, and quitting early before you see results. We focus on the process. We focus on the daily steps that are going to add up to the result we want. And then we look for signs in our reality that things are changing. And so I call it my, my book of proof, right? So, so this week I, I, um, even for me, like with, uh, uh, signing on clients and I have my book of proof. Like I, I did uh, 20 LinkedIn posts this, this week, or I reached out to these different, I signed on a new client. I'm going to go celebrate that. Or I had somebody sign up for a prospect call and we had a conversation. That signs that the work that I'm putting in is coming back. So if I'm, you know, I'm getting my steps in in the day and I'm eating the food that I should and I'm managing stress and I'm noticing old patterns of behavior as they came up and I'm, uh, and I'm communicating with my coach and I'm doing things differently and, oh, shit, you know what? I got a new outcome. That's gold, man. That means you can yeah. change. And when yeah. we celebrate those things, it tears our brain and our subconscious to go find more reasons to celebrate. Correct. And that momentum, it builds and it builds and it builds. And before you know it, you look back and you're somebody completely different that you don't even recognize. And it's a beautiful thing. That's, that's really, you're doing it for all the right reasons. I love to listen to you. That's, you know, <laughs> you got me at the first call when you are trying to figure out if you even like each other, because that's the first thing there's there's a coach for everyone if they want to be coachable but Mm -hmm. not everyone will work for you you have to really click on a personal level too because some people need somebody who will caress them and and you know put tap them on the shoulder some people need a little more push but you have to trust that person to work with because it's very intimate work uh, I really admire the way you approach it. I, and I'm sure you have wonderful, happy clients about that. Do you, do yeah, you experience a lot of pushback when you maybe need to push them a little bit? Uh, yeah. What is it? Some people like the the carrot and some people like the stick, right? Like I've had to adapt, you know, my community. I'm very, I, people always, the feedback I get is I'm very real. I'm going to tell you like it is. Yeah. Now I know how to sugarcoat it and some people need that and some people don't. Um, so I understand that. I mean, and that's where it comes down to the communication and understand what motivates them. And, you know, you nailed it earlier with, if it's not the right person, it's not going to work, you know, and yeah. certainly early on in my journey with, with clients and, and starting my own business, I wanted to help everyone. And some people weren't ready, you know, and, uh, and I had to, I had to learn, I've had some really good coaches and mentors that taught me that, you know, my client's success, my happiness and well-being is not dependent on my client's success. Like they have to do the work. I, and people will come and they want me to heal them. Right. Like I wanted somebody to heal me. I wanted a magic pill, but ultimately I can't, you heal you. Nobody heals you except you. There's no pill. There's no pro it's, it's literally, you got to do it, but I'm here to walk you through that process and provide, um, you know, the tools and skills and beliefs that you need to be successful. And if someone's not ready or we're not a good fit and I'm hoping I can change them or do this or that, like if you don't show up, you know, it, it, what is it? If you, you don't do, do the, it for them, that's right. If you don't do the homework, the test is, is not easy, right? Like the test is hard, but if you do the homework, the test is easy. Do you have kids? I don't. I have two dogs. You have two dogs. You have a wife. They're waiting outside the door. They want to come in here. Come bring them in. It's Christmas. (laughs) We have Christmas hats on. (laughs) Yeah, and I have a wife. My wife is awesome. She's uh, she's been through me with me through 
<laughs> some really uh, <laughs> tough times. For sure. Well, yeah. I can only imagine. That's yeah. going to strengthen your relationship for years to come, for sure. Well, I was leading there to ask you, if I ask her, which I obviously never met her, if I ask her how she would characterize you as a person, as a husband, what would she say? I saw that question and that's the only, I don't, I usually don't do a lot of like, uh, I like to just say whatever comes out. That's the only question that I was like, I'm going to reach out to her and see what she says. She said high spirited. And I was like, okay. Heart spirited? Yeah. High spirited. <laughs> that's, that's not bad. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, sometimes I like to throw some little. Curveballs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like curveballs. Yeah. See, yeah. High spirit. I guess I, uh, it's funny. I've always been like kind of the center of attention and the, the party boy growing up. And I was a wild man. And, um, so you got it out of your way. That's pretty good. That's how oh, I still, I still, I still like to party and have a good time. Don't get me wrong. But, um, I, like first time we met, we were drinking a glass of wine together. Right. So yeah, I was considering it today because I, my plan for this podcast was that I'll be talking to people that like wine as well and that we will share a glass of wine on air. But I was always recording like 11 o'clock in the morning. I was like, yeah, that's a little pushy. Uh, <laughs> I, I, was, I was getting my uh, haircut today and uh, at the barbershop, they got a keg of beer that they leave on tap and there was guys drinking at like 10 a.m. So, I mean, I guess you can't drink all day unless you start in the morning, right? For sure. <laughs> I know many of those. Yeah unfortunately <laughs> yeah that, that's a whole like thing with being a health coach you know I went from being this wild crazy party boy to uh being a coach and I thought oh man like, I gotta clean my act up and not have fun and oh. I did have to learn about using substances to make me feel better versus interacting with a substance to enhance and celebrate a situation right, right. Right, so like you mentioned that you are a personality and you have the tendency to push to the maximum from yeah. going from extreme to extreme. That's a mm -hmm. hard place to be because when you start abusing, then of course it may get out of hands and you know that. So you know yourself. Oh, yeah, I've been I've been I teetered on that edge for I mean shit, back in the day I, I said I was taking I would take anything to make me feel better, you know, and that was uh that was a sign that I needed to work on those things and heal them, but I didn't have the tools or skills to understand that. It took some of the great mentors that I work with to say like, Hey man, like this thing's a problem. Like it was a crutch. Right. And now, even now I got to check myself all the time. Like I I'm in therapy now and, and learning about trauma work and, you know, can notice old tendencies of, you know, I'm going into a, a situation that's less than desirable and I'm going to numb myself up by smoking a joint or, you know, having some cocktails. And, but the, the beauty in that is, I'm able to catch that now and, and make a different decision. Um, which... But you can also recognize the patterns in your clients if they face something like that, because you bring your own personal experience to the table, which is big yeah. deal. So yeah. I would say it's the opposite. It's, it's actually making you more interesting because you went through all these things so you can recognize it. You know how to deal with it because you have done it for yourself. That's a big deal. You are not just talking about what you learn at school, you know? Yeah, I'll give you one. I just had a conversation with a client. I thought this was helpful. It's simple. And that's how most of my stuff is. But it's it's real helpful. Like we identified a pattern of, you know, being exhausted at the end of the day, being bored, wanting to reward ourselves with something and tending to go towards, you know, alcohol or cannabis or food. And so I was like, okay, well, how else can we relax? And, and this gentleman was like, what do you mean? And I was the same way. I didn't know what else to do besides reach for those things. I thought that's what relaxing was. Yeah. You know, I said, hey, man, I know you like music. You know, I know you like going to the beach. I know you like, uh, and I gave him some, hey, what about like a breath work? Or I like, hey, I'm a little basic bitch when it comes, I'm like a, a bath bomb. Like, give me some Epsom salt, put that in a bath and that I'm good to go. Like, you know, but like, uh, and so I, I come up with a list of 25 things that you love to do that aren't related to a vice, you know, a food, alcohol, a can, whatever that is, and and like write it out. So I would get like these triggering feelings of like, I need something to calm me down. Well, oh, shit, now I got this list yeah. that I can look at that I can, I can decide like, oh, I can go play disc golf. I can call a friend. I can go play golf. I can 
go for a hike. I can do breath work. I can do Epsom salt. I can get in my sauna. I can do a cold bath. I can go outside. I can put my bare feet on the ground. And once I see I have all these options, then I can make a better decision. That's fabulous. Yeah. Sir. But yeah, I'll, hey, but like if we're hanging out, we're having a good time. I'll smoke a joint with you. I'll drink a beer with you. Like whatever. But I don't I don't need those things to have a good time anymore. Right. And it's it's all about choosing and understanding you know why you're why you're doing something yeah i don't drink wine well sometimes i do <laughs> to make me feel better <laughs> i do enjoy it i i respect it a lot because i used to sell wine for a living and once i saw the amount of work that goes behind the scenes you appreciate the product so much more it's for me it's not to get lightheaded it's to really appreciate the flavors to really appreciate the soil that it came from and the character of the wine it's so it's much bigger than just you know having like some people do a shot to numb themselves i don't do that i drink wine to really appreciate the labor of love that goes into it so that's my excuse <laughs> I, I can i can certainly appreciate i, I kind of feel like that about you know certain strains of cannabis i uh I, I love uh, the creativity and the way my, I've even used, this is interesting. I've learned recently to interact with cannabis. Used to, I would smoke from the minute I woke up to the minute I went to bed, right? I was numbing. Um, but I've learned how to interact with it, not use it. Um, and and it's, it's an amazing mirror. So, you know, so like, for example, somebody says like, oh, I, I had a, a, a joint or whatever. And I, I felt anxious. No, it showed you're trying to enjoy the moment or maybe you're trying to escape something hmm. and it's going to show you what's in the way of that. So it's going to mirror back to you what's going on. So I had an argument with a friend. Um, I it, it hurt really bad. I was trying to to move on and not talk about it. And I, I, I asked cannabis like, hey, I'm going to show me what's in the way. OK, why can't I move on? And I realized that I could not forgive. Okay. And if I cannot forgive, I cannot forgive myself. And so if I'm not forgiving myself, I'm not loving myself. And I started to see all of these negative things that I say to myself. Yeah. And if you're not aware of what you're going into this experience and asking for, and you don't have an intention, that might feel like, oh my God, I have all these, um, these flooding, negative, an anxious uh, thoughts, but no, what that plant is doing is showing you that those negative thoughts, that lack of self-love is keeping you from forgiving, from letting go. And if you can't forgive and you're holding on to something, that's what illness is. Yeah. And so when I realized that, I was like, boom, I was like, it's showing up for a reason. Yeah. So I don't have to condone the behavior or whatever happened to me that I perceive as negative, but I have to forgive and it takes forgiving me. And so that was able to, we were able to, you know, I was able to move on from that, you know, and it's because I set an intention and interacted with a plant medicine. And I've learned that it takes time to integrate for that. So I need further time away from it. Like if I'm doing that every day, there's so many downloads and information coming in that I don't, I don't have time to integrate that into my life. Like I really need to think about it. So it's, it's just another tool, but you can use it instead of integrating it. Sounds interesting. I never had joined in my life. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, if you come up to North Carolina, I, I, I might be able to help you with that. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have some CBD oil for pains and stuff. But there you go. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. But never joined for like getting high. Never. Yeah. See, alcohol does it for me. <laughs> no. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I, I wasn't able to really. I, when I went through all the COVID stuff, I couldn't enjoy either one of them. My gut couldn't couldn't take it. I, I really don't drink that much. I mean, I'm going to to the Jamaica next week, and I will certainly have some rum uh, here and there and enjoy myself. But typically, it's not um, something I have as much. I mean, I would much rather have a little bit of cannabis. But again, learning to uh, not do that so frequently. So it's you know, I, I like to treat it like I treat alcohol. It's every now and then, if it's a special occasion, like I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna enjoy the moment. Yeah, but the, with that list that you mentioned, it's actually a really good idea for anybody to, to sit down and think through things that make them happy and relaxed and, and really in the moment to mm -hmm. have the tools to go to when 
something hits the fan and they need something so they don't reach for the easiest solution that may be the alcohol or something else, but they have options because the options are a beautiful thing. You don't yeah. think about these things when you are stressed out. Yeah, those emotions that are coming up that we want to suppress, they're coming up for a reason. They're coming up to be healed. And if you think about the word emotion, it's energy in motion. It's literally just moving through. And so you can hold on to it and cling to it and suppress it and push it down further. And it's still going to be there. Or you can do something you love and just let it pass through. Yeah, that's that's actually a great, great point, because I had a friend who had the most, well, she had issues with emotions to begin with, because emotions runs her instead of the other way around. But I was trying to teach her some meditation and she had issue that the thoughts still come. And I was like, that's OK. You let them come. You let them go through. You just you that it's impossible to like you would have to be really yogi experience 50 years doing you know solitary work but it's okay they come but you let them through and you go back and concentrate on whatever you're concentrating on your breathing whatever it is and she just didn't have a patient to work through it which like you said it's the energy in motion it's it's you have to allow it it's and then the more you practice it comes better and better it's just people give up on themselves way too soon yeah yeah i mean it's it's a it's hey i'm not this yogi standing at the top of a mountain i have struggles and issues and bad days and all those things and, and it's it's hard man it, it's a muscle it's it has to be developed and uh the more awareness you can take into it you know the the better it goes but you know, that's what I did for a long time is just checked out and, and was not in touch with my body. And that's what I'm learning to do now is to feel, to put my feet on the ground, to notice what I hear around me, to take that deep breath, to, to be more aware and to, to be present in the moment and to just be aware of what is. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a process that you keep in a muscle that you keep developing every time. I love that I asked you for this interview because I had no idea how real you really are. And this makes you an incredible coach because, <laughs> the, you know, the coaches I worked with, they are never perfect. We, like I am not perfect when I'm coaching someone. It's not like we are this, you know, bill of perfection that we know what to do. It's because we went through what we went through that we can actually process those mistakes and, and failings and health issue and whatever comes your way. And you can use it for good because you can help with that experience with somebody else who may not even consider that that can be an issue. So I think that makes you incredibly interesting coach. Um, well, thank you so much. I mean, we're all, we're all just human having a, a human experience and, we've had different experiences that we learn these knowledge and skills from. And I think once we learn to, or even if we're in the moment still, like there's so many things I'm still dealing with. Right. But like, oh. I, I think it's for a reason. I think it's because I've learned these hard lessons and got my head hit a bunch and had chronic disease and weight and all the things, because I meant to share that with other people. Right. That That's what I'm here to do. That's my purpose and my passion. Um, and, and, uh, everybody that you see around you is going through something. And if I can help or be of service, like that's my gift, but yeah, I'm not perfect. I'm, I'm going, I walk right with it through you or we walk through the storm with you and I'm walking right beside you. You know, yeah. I'm not asking you to do anything that I haven't done myself and I don't have all the answers, but you know, if that's why I'm such a, so uh, meticulous on who I, I take on as a client and learning to do that is yeah. because if I can't help you, like, we don't need to work together. That's just yeah. a waste of time and money and, and, and my time and energy as well. And it's actually, it's, it's frustrating for you too, because when the energy is off, you can really help the person. So you don't feel the satisfaction of seeing the results and participating in a process that is effective. So yeah. it's, yeah, that, that would ruin your, your kind of confidence as well, because yeah. you, we start blaming ourselves for the problem we can affect. When, when oh yeah i mean it's it's like it's like very flowy um and it makes sense when it's a good fit and when it's not it's clunky and it's there's a lot of resistance and it's yep. just like you feel like you're pulling somebody through mud and those are the exactly. clients that 
you know, unfortunately, and that's the thing that like hurts me the most is if I didn't do a good job of uh, what's the word screening this client and making sure they're a good fit and mm. they quit or give up and they blame themselves and say, you know, I, I, this is not something's wrong with me or I can't do this. Like, no, there's nothing wrong with you. Like, it's just this wasn't a good fit. And that's why it's my job and, and their job as well to that's why I call it my audition call. Like you're auditioning yeah. and I'm auditioning and yeah. it's got to be a mutual agreement. And when those things are in alignment, the rest is just easy. Like you just get yourself out of the way, pick your feet up and go downstream, you know? Yeah. It's like I said, it's a very deep, intimate process to be able to open up to someone with feelings that someone, someone sometimes we don't even admit to ourselves. So the coaching relationship could be really very deep so it it's number one number one importance to pick the right person well i would oh, encourage yeah. anybody if they like what they hear today from mitch uh, i would love to coach with you <laughs> <laughs> uh, i i would encourage you to reach out i will post i'll be posting all the links uh, below our podcast episode and like you like you heard before mitch is offering a 30 minutes consult for anybody who listens to this podcast and to just get you going and realize if this may be the right way for you and the right mentor that may help you guide through your journey. And I would like to ask you maybe the parting ways, if you wanna share one piece of wisdom that to give advice to someone who may be realizing something is not right and they still don't know what to do with it they still don't know if they need a coach or go to doctor or what whatever where they can start what would be one piece of good advice to get them thinking about it the right way um i would say that uh no no like obstacle or struggle or issue happens like it, everything happens for a reason. And so it's, I see, I've been thinking about this a lot lately a lot because of my own journey and people that I've been talking to is when something like that, when a struggle comes up, the Japanese like to celebrate. So they say, Oh man, like I got this crazy diagnosis. Like, Oh, awesome. That's an opportunity for you to grow and heal. And that's why you came here to learn these lessons, to grow your soul, your spirit to evolve as a human and to share and, and, you know, evolve the, the, the human collective, whatever we all are one. And so when you heal that heals someone else. Right. And so well, when you definitely heal, the immediate family, absolutely. Yeah. Your, your ancestors, ancestral trauma and all, all the stuff. Yeah. So like, it's so hard when you're in it, when you're in the storm uh, to see what the lesson is, but that's how you got to be thinking when you, you got to switch to that from that victim to that creator of your life and realize that this is coming up for a reason. So immediately when something bad happens is what can I learn from this? What's the opportunity here and how can I heal from this? Yeah. What a beautiful end to our conversation today. We are <laughs> two days before Christmas. I'll be trying to post this tonight because I missed my deadline from yesterday. But it was my fault, but uh, hopefully we will post this tonight. Uh, that's going to be Thursday, 22nd, December 22nd, before Christmas. That's why we have the Santa hats on to be festive and to feel right. And coming to the sugar coma that the holidays in America means. <laughs> but yeah, that was really pleasure. Pleasure meeting you. Pleasure that you come out of the biggest challenges that you faced so far and hopefully there are not more line up in your way <laughs> because now you, know, now you know what to do with it that's the big part of the issue that now you know how to take charge and that's i wish on everyone that they would give more power to themselves to be able to to even think that they can help themselves before they consider all the medication and everything that comes with that because there is, like I said, the body is such a miraculous machine that can repair itself. And we just need to give it the right tools. When it comes to mindset, through gut, through everything else, and it's the impossible things may happen. 
And that was, this was fabulous conversation. I had that feeling when I first met you and I really, really enjoyed it. And I hope our listeners did too. Well, thank you so much, Vera. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate you having me on. It's been great chatting with you. And uh, yeah, wishing everybody a, a very, very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Same, same here. Thank you so much. Pleasure meeting you. Happy holidays, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. And I hope you will stay a loyal listener because we are just getting started. And this is becoming more and more interesting with every conversations I'm having. Thank you so much and have a good night. Good night. Woo! <laughs>